8 o'clock. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller. Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Yeah, I did say Buckeye Boy. Buckeye yes. Boy is in this morning. You got a lot of me. Yesterday morning's show. It's basketball last night. Yeah. Yay, basketball tonight. Yeah, because it's been... Else? Yeah, because we had... Let's see, I had basketball Tuesday, baseball yesterday. Yep. We, we we have a lot going on Double right now. This, this is the crossover mm. time of the, the year with the start of Mesa baseball yep. and still wrapping up high school basketball. Still got Maverick basketball going. So it's a, it's a busy period of time. High school playoffs start Tuesday. Yes. So, yeah, it's going to be a little nutso for the next three weeks or so. Very much so. And um, so. And just for good measure, we'll I'm just going to leave right in the middle <laughs> of all of it for five days. That's okay. Well, that's why, yeah. that's why we're uh, throwing, the, throwing, the, throwing the pack on you right now yeah. and uh, loading you up and pulling the wagon. You're going to coach him up. So part of the reason you're here, too, was that originally, well, you know I forgot because I forgot about Chris and Mary mm-hmm. Britt going because all these things have a ripple effect. Yes, they do. Because when Chris and Mary over on Magic went to Ireland, that meant Kate would fill in for them, mm-hmm. which meant Kate could not be here on a Friday. Right. And I had forgot about that. And so I asked Max, who normally fills in. Max is under the weather, so it really wouldn't didn't matter. It ended up not mattering that I didn't ask Max until yesterday, right? Because Max is sick. Yeah. So, so you, that, this is why I'm here. So that requires you to come in to do the show with me. Done the show by myself before mm-hmm. during COVID and when we had when our late friend Mark Felsky was ill. Yep. Uh, it's it's not it's, a whole lot of fun. It's doable because yeah. I've done it. But it's not a lot of fun to do it by it's yourself. It's not ideal. No. Have you done it by yourself? No, I have not. I think I'm the only one that's done it by myself. I. That's probably the case. I think I did it twice. And it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. I would find a way to make sure I didn't have to do it by myself. Because when people say, well, geez, Jim, Jim Rome does it by himself. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he, no offense to Jim. No, he doesn't. Right. He's, he's on the air by himself. But he has... A team of people, yeah, producers and Way others, more than we do, yeah, that are editing audio and getting guests and screening calls and that are doing all those things. Yes. So we say, hey Jim, st- hey Davis, stop whining about doing the show by yourself twice. Right. You no, know, when we do the show by ourselves, we I literally have, do it by ourselves. You do it by yourself. Yeah. There's nobody here, screening calls or anything. You're doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. So. I appreciate you being in because it makes my day go yeah. smoother having you here with me. Which usually is counterintuitive. Even though we enjoy the probably the Friday break from each other on occasion. Yes. But three days <laughs> is always very pleasant. And it would it's still gonna be three days. Yeah, because of we're not gonna uh, be together Monday. on Monday. Exactly. So we get to make up for it there. Mm-hmm. All right, eight oh three. Caitlin Clark sets the record for women's college basketball, scoring in a career. And now she's um Got her sights set on Pete Maravich, who is the all-time men's leading scorer. Mm-hmm. So we've got some thoughts on that. How important is that? I think there's importance to it. I think if you ask Caitlin Clark, Maravich's record or national championship, she'll say national championship. Yeah. She'd like to have both. And both could very well happen for her mm-hmm. moving forward. 
Uh, Andy, seriously, though, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Have a good weekend, guys, and thanks for what you both do. Well, thank you, Andy. That's very kind to you, hey, sir. Yeah, you're welcome. Very kind. So I want some thoughts about the Caitlin Clark record last night where she uh, needed eight points, got it done the first you know, minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. She scores the first eight points to win it. And we talked about Angel Reese, their their rivalry. Yeah. Going back to last year's NCAA final and and how people try to make an awful lot about that whole thing with her and Reese. Trying to make one, one the bad, you know, make Reese the bad guy. And mm-hmm. I how about two players that are cocky, that are really good, and they just they just were like going back at each other, back and forth. And Kayla Clark's the one who started doing the you can't see me thing. Right. So if you got some thoughts on that today as well, uh, Kaylin Clark moves past Kelsey Plum of Washington for the all-time record. Brittany Griner's fifth on that list, I believe. I think I just saw flash it up, fourth or fifth. Nice. All right. So 805, Jim along with uh, the Buckeye boy today. We'll have where in the world is Tyler Franson, even though He's not here. He right. literally is, where's the world? Where in the world is he? Yes, we know where he is. He's down the hallway. But Yep, into the right. Yes, exactly. So, uh, But we'll have that coming up. Your chance to win a case of Fat Tire from New Belgium Brewery and High Country Beverage. Plus, we'll have Wrigley Field Colorado Sports Trivia for a $15 gift certificate to Wrigley Field Grand Junction's original sports bar just uh, east of uh, Sam's Blasio Field. So we'll have that coming up this hour as well. Once again, we'll be done at 8 or at, uh, 9 this morning. We're done Excuse at 8. Me. We're done, yes. we're done. We're done. No, done right. at 9 this morning. I, I know. I got your hopes up there. Done at 9 this morning. So we're going to get out here a little bit early uh, for the uh, the weekend, for uh, the three-day weekend. So, uh, But we will have um, Jackson Wilson coming up a little bit, River City Sportplex, along with, I believe, Lyle Wilkins from Caprock Academy Eagles uh, hockey team as they get to their Final two games of their inaugural season before maybe they become a varsity program mm-hmm. next year, playing JV schedule this year. Uh, we'll hopefully uh, learn more about that coming up when they join us in a little bit. All right, 806, Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Love to hear from you on this Apache Friday, 970-242-1340. Let's go around the NFL. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right, let's let's start out with this. It's an article from Nick uh, Cosmander from um, The Athletic, who covers the Broncos for The Athletic. And it references a uh, an appearance that, that Sean Payton made on Radio Row at the Super Bowl. He was asked the question, and I'll ask this question to you as well. Okay. Which NFL quarterback is the most unfairly hated? I'm going to guess he didn't say Russ. He did not say Russ. Most unfairly hated. Unfairly hated. Who's hated? Like hated. That's not Russ. And I think Russ is unfairly hated. Yes. Especially by his head coach. (laughs) Especially by the guy who was asked the question. Asked the question. Played for your team. Mm. Played, duh. Played. Past Past tense. Joe Flacco? No. Oh, okay. Top Um, pick. Top pick for you guys. Oh, Baker. Baker. Yeah. That's a good one, yeah. Peyton told USA Today Sports, I'm sure that frickin' Baker was one of them. 
then all of a sudden the script flips and all of us are like, we love Baker now. Like, I'm looking for Baker. Where's he at? He's a free agent. Ooh. Ooh. Geez, <laughs> mm. Sean. Maybe uh, keep cards closer to your vest a little bit, maybe? I don't know. And so, in that, you know, Peyton chuckled when he delivered that line about Mayfield. But Baker Mayfield is going to be a free agent, though it seems more likely than not because he had, did the one-year deal with the Bucks. He's probably going to stay in Tampa. But that kind of shows where Peyton's mindset might be. Mm-hmm. Maybe his mindset is more about a free agent quarterback than it is about drafting a quarterback. And we'll keep hearing that, right? The narrative is, well, they've got to draft a quarterback. They've got to, they've got to get a Bo Nix or they've got to get trade up and get Drake May or they've got to get Michael Penix Jr. Or they, they've, got to, they've, got to get, they've got to find somebody in the draft. It's just, you yeah. know. Got to get a quarterback. Got to get a quarterback. And, and Sean Payton almost seems like, I'm, I don't know if I want to draft a quarterback. Remember he made the comment, eh, we're not really starting until Monday mm-hmm. to think about that. and Because you have Mayfield, possibly. Kirk Cousins, maybe. Or Ryan Tannehill. Maybe. Maybe. But as we've talked about, and this article points out as well, you may want Kirk Cousins, but you may not be able to afford Kirk Cousins. Because you still got to pay Russ. And you got you to make a decision before March 18th on Russ, which seems to be they're going to release him, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to eat some money there. It's going to be some dead money. Denver's $24 million over the projected salary cap, according to Over the Cap. And so the Broncos could do some restructuring, trades, things. They could make that number look a little better before the, the league year starts. George Payton, Broncos GM, said that uh, Denver won't be uh, shopping at the top of the free agent market. Not after you know giving all that guaranteed money to free agents, most notably Russ. Mm-hmm. And Greg Penner said the same thing essentially you don't want to have to necessarily spend that way every year and so wilson's going to be owed his 39 million guaranteed next year regardless of what they do so if denver cuts wilson future bonuses would be accelerated onto next year's cap giving them 85 million dollars in dead money so even with the post june 1 designation when they release russ Broncos would have a, a Wilson figure roughly from the athletic, thirty-five million on the books in twenty twenty-four and fifty million in twenty twenty-five. There are ways they can lessen that hit, spread it out a little bit, but they're still going to have a lot of money tied to that position for the next two seasons. So, looking for that free agent guy. And of those three that we just heard about, Baker, Baker's stock has risen with the job he did with the, the Bucks. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But it seems like the Bucks are are very committed to keeping him there. And they should and be. He, and he wants to be there, too. He should be. He's got enough talent around him to where he doesn't fall into the same trap that he did in Cleveland a little bit of, Baker, we need to play here. Godwin, Evans, got a decent offensive line that could get better defenses feels like the running game needs to be better yeah and but you can even find a couple guys for that 
But, I mean, he threw a 64% completion percentage, 4,044 yards, 28 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Those are really good numbers. I'm taking that every day of the week. Take that to the bank. Won a playoff game, you know, and then kind of in it. See, well, won the division, too. Yeah, won the division. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, that's nice, but... But, I mean, still, he won the division. Still won the division. That's, that's not nothing. Maybe in a bad division, but you still... And he's only 28. Yeah. It's it's not a bad option. I don't think you're going to be able to pry him out of Tampa Bay, though. No, because your other, your other option, and some might feel it's the better option, and that's Kirk Cousins. But he's 35. Mm-hmm. And he's covering out, coming off the Achilles tendon injury in late October. And Baker's probably going to be cheaper. Yes. Kirk Cousins is coming off a fully guaranteed contract that he signed. Three years. Mm-hmm. $84 million. People lost their mind about Deshaun Watson. Kirk Cousins was the first one. Yeah. Like, you get every dollar of this for putting your name on the paper. And that would alarmed some people. And I'm surprised it didn't alarm more because, like, Kirk Cousins? And so, like, you're in a bad spot with those two quarterbacks because in order to get Baker to spurn Tampa, who gave him the shot, you're going to have to overpay a little bit, which you're not willing to do because look at Russ's contract. You're not really in a, in a great position to do that. And you just, you're getting rid of a 36, 37-year-old quarterback that was partially ineffective and expensive. For a 35-year-old quarterback coming off an injury, also expensive. You're, it's a lateral move to go from Russ to Kirk Cousins. Tannehill could be the best of the three here in terms of affordability, mm-hmm. possibly. Does he make them better than Russ? I can't say that. I, I don't think so. I mean, for Mayfield, because he does appear of the three the, the most attractive because yes. of his age, because of his health. Uh, the production from last year, one-year deal with the Bucks, reached three million and added incentives on top of his four million dollar base salary. But if he decided to go unrestricted free agent because that's where he'll be. There's going to be teams that want him now. The number this is a little bit of though. Geno Smith had to wait much much longer than Baker. Baker got the chance really and and, and succeeded far faster than Geno Smith before he hit hit the skids a little bit. But it is a little resurrection-ish like Geno Smith and where, where Mayfield is right now. And could could get a deal that's similar to the one that Geno Smith signed. Three years, $75 million to the Seahawks, $40 million guaranteed. That number could be what Mayfield ends up getting from the Bucks and or somebody else. Yeah, and that that's... And that, Price right might, in the market there. And, and that price is probably going to be too much for the Broncos to pay. Yeah, I think it's a little rich for their blood post-Russell Wilson contract. Beforehand, I don't think it's an issue. But now that they're going to have to pay, you know, however many rostered quarterbacks they have, plus one, because Russ is not going to find a contract on the market that's going to pay him what the Broncos are going to pay him. And I don't know how much offset they're going to get from whatever team does pick up Russ. A third? 12? 11, 12 million dollars maybe for Russ? 
Yeah, another name that's come up is Gardner Minshew that stepped in for Anthony Richardson when the, the Colts rookie quarterback got hurt, and he almost took them to the AFC South title. He'll be 28 in May, so their age is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Threw for 3,305 and 15 touchdowns, nine interceptions. That's a possibility. Send the one-year deal, $3.5 million with the Colts. Minshew's the kind of guy to me that, that wants to play. That's not, I'm okay with staying here and backing up the rookie. and Because their future does seem to be with Anthony Richardson. Could Minshew be that guy? Maybe. Could Denver get him at an affordable price? Possibly. Another name has come up as Sam Darnold. I know Broncos fans are going, oh, geez, Sam Darnold, no. But Darnold signed the one-year deal with the 49ers, backed up Brock Purdy, and he could be a player that John Payton looks at as, I can fix that guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Possibly. And he's a guy they could would, would fit into their salary, the salary that they're looking for to pay. But then it all could ultimately turn into... Jared Stidham, you're the guy. Because mm-hmm. Denver already has him under contract. And that could be the direction they go as well. But it seemed like with the the feeling a little bit is we all here in Broncos country think that Denver's going to draft a quarterback. And they may very well do that. But it almost feels like Sean Payton, I want to go with more of a known commodity. As we, we referenced He's only had one rookie ever start for him, a quarterback, and that was Ian Book. You're on who? Yeah. Yeah, Former Notre Dame quarterback, Ian Book. He likes veteran guys. He does not have a history of developing rookie quarterbacks, young, young guys. And so it'll be intriguing to see what happens moving forward, what, what they do as we... Well, the next big move is when, when are they going to release Russ? Mm-hmm. That's that's the next big move for the yeah, Broncos. Next four weeks, right? That deadline's in March. Yep. A couple other things in around the NFL with Jim and the Buckeye Boy today on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Uh, overtime, the Super Bowl. We loved it as fans, and yeah. it worked out pretty well for CBS with the game lasting almost a full extra quarter because of overtime. CBS aired 10 more commercials that advertisers paid an estimated $60 million for. So overtime, good for fans, good for the bottom line of CBS mm-hmm. as well. Got more shots to Taylor Swift on the air, too. For the Swifties, that yeah, hurt. turned out to be a, a positive thing as well. Uh, with the, the Hall of Fame, of course, coming up later on this summer, Brandy Gratishar will go in, representing the Broncos. Also, Steve McMichael, Mongo from uh, the great Bears defense from 85. Yeah. Uh, will be inducted, but but some really sad news about uh, Steve McMichael, his family, um, you know, released uh, his uh, his status that uh, uh, initially they thought he had pneumonia, but he's been diagnosed with a urinary tract infection, placed in intensive care. Uh, McMichael is uh, not in good health at all, and so um, hopefully it'll be a speedy recovery. But uh, it just uh, adds to more of the health concerns for Steve McMichael and could could not attend the, the Hall of Fame honors because of his health and uh, very questionable whether or not he'll be there when he gets inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame if he'll be able to, to physically go there and be involved. 
um, in, the, in the celebration. I can't imagine he'll be in a condition to travel. Yeah, I can't I at all. just... Because everything you hear, right, mental function's all still there. They just can't control anything in their body anymore. I just want him to be around to understand the acknowledgement that he's getting as a football player. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, that he'll be able to at least, if he's not there in person, watch it and, and, and hear the celebration of his career going forward. All right, one final thing, since you did mention Taylor Swift, the uh, shooting at the, the Chiefs uh, Super Bowl parade claimed the life of, we referenced uh, a local radio personality, Lisa Lopez Galvin, that uh, Taylor Swift donated $100,000 to the GoFundMe account for her family. Their goal was to raise $75,000. Taylor Swift uh, did that all on her own with a $100,000 donation. And uh, more than $200,000, by the way, has been uh, posted. Her son, Mark Lopez Galvin, was also hurt in the shooting. Fortunately, he has been released from the hospital. All right, 821, Jim with the Buckeye Boy today. And it's time for Where in the World is Tyler Franzen? Uh, oh, do you I have, have an open you have for an that? Open, you have an open for Sorry, that. Sorry, I, I don't have that ready. <laughs> oh. Because uh, I usually don't do this sort of thing. That's so okay. Give me two seconds here. If you don't, I, I can just say what it is. and Let me uh, see if I can find it. Give me, give me It's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Okay. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where the hell is he? Well, I can't find him. You cannot hide forever. I will find you. So today you can win a case of Fat Tire from New Belgium Brewery and High Country Beverage. Once again, you know the drill. Must be 21 or older. If you've won the last two weeks, don't play. And we will be closed. We're always closed on Fridays. Yes. And we will be closed on Monday for President's Day. So if you win, you can pick it up Tuesday. Absolutely. And, and you're also in for the never-ending contest, $5,000 from England Fencing in Montrose. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is the uh, the barrier service, not... The Olympic sport fencing. I've been clarified on that a couple of times. Or a pergola. They, they do yeah, pergolas, pergolas as well. Absolutely. 5,000 toward a pergola. And you can get your backyard set up. It's starting to warm up. It's going to be 60 degrees that's, next week a couple times. On Monday, it's supposed to be yeah, 60. It's February, which global warming is a myth. But, you know. You know anyway. I'll say, you know, weather, we're not going to dive into all that. <laughs> I do remember the <laughs> time, though, we did, we, we, did, <laughs> we did Mesa baseball when I was in college mm-hmm. back in the 80s. And it was February 73. It was like one of the warmest days yeah. I can remember. That's not me getting not into the whole global warming and right. all that that stuff. We're not gonna we're gonna dive into we're that. Not doing that. that whole thing. I no. will do that as a one-off <laughs> sniper shot on people. Just a little joke yes. there. And now I'm gonna read this almost verbatim from what Tyler sent me. I'm not gonna read the whole thing because verbiage we differ on. Okay. So if Darth Vader watched college basketball, he would absolutely hate this arena. Why? Two reasons. The state it resides in has a lot of sand, and the arena name sounds a lot like the class of Jedi he took out in Revenge of the Sith. Spoiler alert. Worth noting that, like the Death Star, this dome's original name also featured a celestial body. Where in the world is Tyler Frank? All right, so first correct answer wins. Go to the team line, text in your answer, 970-242-1340. When a case of fat tire from New Belgium Brewery and High Country Beverage, once again, must be 21 if you won the last two weeks. Do not play. Simple as that. 
All right. We'll take a break, and we'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. You're listening to the Jim Davis Show on the Team, 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. All right, welcome back. Jim Love, the Buckeye boy, in for cake today, who's in for the Brits over on Magic. And he joins us uh, every Friday. Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. And Lyle Wilkins, the coach of the Caprock Academy Eagles hockey team. Guys, great to have you in this morning. What's going on? A lot, man. A lot's going on. Good. Jackson, always good to see you, but I see you all the time. Lyle, great to see you, man. Yeah, great to see you, too. Thank you. He's got the, Lyle's got, Buckeye's got the tie on. Really? Yeah, he's looking sharp, man. Looks like he's ready to go out and coach a hockey team, which you're going to later today, right? The last game day. Yeah, game it's okay. Yeah. Last tie worn in this building was like 03? <laughs> Something like 04? that, yeah. Yeah. When um, previous management wanted us to wear yeah, ties on the air. struggle to get blazers on some of these fools, let alone a tie. I know. So I, I feel Jeepers, extremely creepers. underdressed with Lyle I'm Wilkins. My sweet Metallica t-shirt. And I know. I've got my ride fest t-shirt yeah. on today. So. Uh, but, Lyle, you later today, what, final two games uh, this weekend for Caprock Academy to, to wrap up the season? Uh, give us the latest about this, Coach Wilkins. Yeah, last two games of the regular season. Um, we played Durango this afternoon at 2.50, um, and then we take on Glenwood tomorrow at 3.50. Both conference games, so they're going to be really big for seeding for the, the rest of postseason. So you have the tournament coming up. Uh, the, the, the JV tournament, I know, uh, Jackson mentioned that last week. What does that look like for you guys? Yeah, so uh, we've got a tournament coming up in the next, what, two weeks. It's at the end of February. It's going to be down in Denver. Um, this tournament is by invite only, the top four seeds in the Mountain Division. Um, so we're kind of jockeying for position on that. Um, currently, we're in second, I believe, um, but we've been kind of battling first and second all season. So it's been pretty successful. So two very important games today, tomorrow, for your hockey team for that tournament. Yes, critical, because um, the we play a, a team that does not have a seed in the playoffs. Um, they they don't have a chance of win, uh, getting in there, but um, it, it potentially might bump us to third or even fourth. They're really tight, the top four bracket. So, so give us give us your overview of this first year of uh, of Cap Rock Academy hockey, uh, because uh, certainly it uh, took a lot of people to pull this together uh, with uh, with Dan Salazar and the folks at Cap Rock Academy with River City Sportplex. You coming in to coach, give me kind of your assessment of what year one's been like for you and, and the Eagles. Yeah, uh, it's been an incredible experience. Uh, I can't believe that we're <clears throat> wrapping up the regular season. Um, it's flown by. We've had a lot of highs, a lot of lows. But it, overall, it's been it's been an incredible, positive experience. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Maybe talk about a couple of your top guys this year, goal scorers, guys that have uh, been your I, – I don't, don't want to leave anybody out, but uh, if you can just focus on a couple of guys real quick that have – had really strong seasons for you, Lyle. Yeah, Jacob Sparky Carmichael, our captain. Um, was with he, us before. Yep, he was on the air with us last time. Um, he's been a true leader in <clears throat> pretty much every sense. Uh, Connor Hassenstab, he has been a very promising um, contributor to the team as well. Um, just recently moved here from Denver, so that was a, a nice pickup. Um, some of the younger players have been really stepping up to the plate too. Um, What's Hayden's last name? Hayden Poe. Hayden Poe. He's been really putting it on the score sheet. Ryder, much. Um, they all have really kind of stepped into their own. 
We're talking with Lyle Wilkins, coach of the Caprock Academy Eagles uh, hockey team. Uh, final two games of the regular season today and tomorrow over at River City Sportplex. So still deciding about what the future looks like in regard to vars- going varsity next year for the next for the two-year chassis cycle. Stay at JV. It's going to be two more years at that uh, at that level. Um, what looks like the time frame to make a decision on that, Lyle? Yeah, um, we've entered preliminary discussions on that. Um, obviously, everybody wants to make that jump, but we want to make it in the in the right way. Um, what's right for the players and the development of the program. Uh, so, from from everything that we understand, we can't really enter. It's either on a two-year cycle, so you enter it which ends right now. So you enter now or you enter in two seasons from now. Um, team might look a lot different in two years from now. So we're trying to kind of raise that ceiling and then build the stairs, so to speak. Absolutely. All right, so once again, Durango today and then tomorrow. Give us, uh, give us times once again for those. Yeah, uh, Durango this afternoon um, at River City Sportsplex. We play them at 2.50. Um, and then tomorrow, Glenwood. Um, again, at River City Sportsplex, 350. That's our senior night, last game. All right, very good. So get on and support the Caprock Academy Eagles over at River City Sportplex with their final two games of the regular season before uh, hopefully talking about the tournament uh, coming up for the Eagles. So uh, Jackson Wilson with us from River City Sportplex. You've got some news you want to share with us there, partner. Well, thank you, Jim. And Buckeye, pleasure, pleasure to see you as always. Is, yeah. it, is it really a pleasure? Usually I get cake on is. these Fridays, so yeah. it's nice to see. Hey, you uh, do you see what they're doing at the, uh, what do they call the Ohio State Stadium? Uh, the uh, the, the horseshoe. horseshoe, yeah. They're going to do the outdoor game with Columbus and Detroit. That very good. So that should be fun. Yeah. I know. I was excited to see that. I, I love that football stadium. Um, going off of the Red Wings, you know, most hated rivals, the Avalanche, we are also in preliminary discussions, I like that term, Wilkes, uh, for potentially hosting a alumni game of uh, the Avalanche. Get out of here. You're, yep. you're, you're, you're going to have to build a bigger place. You know that, right? John, they're gonna have we, to be, you guys are going to have to build a bigger, a bigger arena. If that's going to happen, man. Second sheet of ice. Second sheet of ice. Yeah, it's going to have to be a second sheet of ice. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> Because people are going to go nuts to see that. Yeah, we, um, you know, we're looking into a bunch of stuff. Um, I think it'd be kind of more of a, uh, a, p- a potential weekend event, too. I think we're going to try and add in a uh, skills clinic for the kids um, with some of these Avs alumni guys, uh, a potential maybe uh, golfing outing or something, too. We're, we're still putting things together, tr- still trying to find dates. It might not be until um, spring, hopefully, before the kids get out of school. But... It is looking more and more likely over the last few days that we potentially can host this Avalanche alumni event. And, and this includes guys like uh, Milan Hayduk, uh, John Mitchell, who's on altitude, Jan Hayda. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, John Michael Wiles will be able to come down we or not. have his wine cellar long enough, We've got to, good wine here. That yeah. might be able to do it. Yeah. Might, might, yeah, might get him down here. Got right to make sure his schedule lines up. <laughs> we'll talk uh, to James, get a couple bottles of talent. So exactly, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> the folks at Talon, James is not there anymore, oh, well, but uh, he knows so we're people coming craft coffee and beer. But we we know the Talon folks, yeah, and I'm sure they would craft beer it, for the guys. Yeah, if he would do that, this guy still like beer. Maybe get him yeah, some wine we'll, as well. well. We'll definitely be be open to sponsorship opportunities that you know we that haven't really been around the hockey community quite yet. Um, you know, we have our annual uh, Hawk Hacker Golf Tournament that'll be in April, um, and then potentially this would be uh, in May. 
uh, before the kids get out of school. So we're definitely open and looking to having some people potentially involved that, you know, haven't necessarily helped out the, the, the youth organization yet or any of the hockey stuff or over at River City. So, you know, it'll be interesting. But, like, um, you know, I'm not quite sure if you guys have ever done a, a pro a, a alumni game out here, you know, with the Rockies or the Nugs or the... Uh, we've had, for Felix example, just rehab assignments. <laughs> yeah, back when it was the, G, was the GJ Rockies, when when Todd Helton, Raphael Betancourt would, would come to town. I mean, that was probably as close. We've had like Denver Bronco alumni come and play charity basketball. Sure, and do some of that in the past. Played in, in a couple of those games. Um, so yeah, golf. I mean that'd be the, golf. Yeah, but that'd be the closest thing. I mean nothing, nothing like this. I mean yeah, it'd be. It'd be fun. They they would they would play on the ice. We do we do a little game. Hopefully, I'd be involved. You know, maybe Coach Wilkes if he can. You know, cut tryouts. Just kidding, Wilkes. Uh, you know, but you know, so it it, it it'll be fun. And and we're working out some details. We got to get the guys here. Right. Is, is you know one of the, one of the biggest things. Um, but yeah, we're we're definitely super excited about it. You know, I I hope within the next week or two we we can get a concrete answer and then we can really start putting this thing together. That'd be fantastic. That'd be so cool to see some of those avalanche greats yeah. at River City Sport Place. Saw, People go crazy over I that. I saw Hayduke play and won last season. That guy still got it. Like, he's just still just walking on air out there. It's unbelievable. Just make sure he doesn't drive like 110 miles an hour like he did on I-70 that one time and got, <laughs> got pulled over in his Ferrari or whatever back in the day. Well, it's private property over at River City, so if Hey Duke wants to drag race out in the parking lot, you're okay with that, man. Well, you're listen, Milan, you you can enjoy Grand Junction. You can do whatever you need to do. That's right. <laughs> You'll be mayor for a day if you come uh, if you come uh, to town, man. So it should be super exciting. We're um we're looking forward to it. You know, I I think it'll be super great. You know, I I've talked to Reese with CMU over. You know, because the the biggest event we've held is Pink the Rink, and one of the potential um, things we're looking at, always improving, right? One of the things we're t potentially going to improve is, you know, just a limited number of capacity potentially because when you let in so many people, it's just in our facility a little difficult to view the ice sometimes sure. as well. So um, we're looking at, you know, there might be a limit on tickets um, that we'll have available to the public, but we're also um, won't want to try and make it available to anyone that, that wants to come too. So, um, you know, just a lot of details to work out, uh, you know, and uh, so, but we're super excited. It's, it's looking better and better every day. Um, I hope I can have it wrapped up and then and come back on here and help promote it and have you potentially involved and, Absolutely. You know, and, and see what we can do. So, yeah, so that'd be fantastic. That'd, that'd be an incredible thing. Um, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex with us today. Uh, Jackson going to wrap it up here with uh, Avs lose at Tampa last night. He had matchup of two of the top uh, MVP candidates, Nikita Kucherov, Nathan McKinnon. Matt gets smacked in the nose last night, has yep. to leave the game for a little bit. Kucherov had a really good game, two goals and assist last night. Abs lose. They're up at this road trip, 1-4-1. One, and one. It's, uh, it's been a rough stretch. They had the players only meeting the other day before yep. the win against Washington, and then it seemed like that, that didn't stick necessarily with how they played at Tampa last night. No, and you can't hold a players meeting before every game. So, uh, you know, I, you know and, and I caught a little bit of the game last night in Noonan. You know, kind young goalie, you know, made some good saves, but also, you know, might, maybe could have had one or two. But I don't know. They're, they, they just seem like they still have not found their identity 
this season. And and when you're struggling to figure out who you are, you don't get the best out of yourself. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how the remainder of this season goes. Um, you know, I watch him Bednar uh, last night too, just after that empty netter gets scored and they go down by two. I mean, you can just tell he's just like, Oh man, and and he and he, you can tell he's thinking about guys like because he's yeah. he's I I'm watching him look on the big screen at the replay like he's he's there might be some changes coming and um you know and I don't think Joe Sack and Chris McFarland are just gonna sit back and ride it either you know I I feel like they're guys that are wanting to win right now you know the window the window is now um but you gotta you gotta figure some stuff out man I mean Bo and Byron got a couple goals. Yeah, uh, so, so good for him, you know, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know what their answer is right now, but they, they got to kind of figure out their, their next gear. Yeah, of course, rematch of the 2022 Stanley Cup Finals. I think I saw the number. There was five matchups last night of former wow. Stanley Cup Finals combatants. Yeah, it was like the first time ever you had like five of them on the, on the ice in matchups last night. I so. think for the longest time, there's only 16. Yeah. Jim, that's good journalism. That's yeah, just good me remembering stuff I read <laughs> earlier in the morning. But thank you, though. I appreciate Journalism. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's half of what journalism is, reading. <laughs> and having a good memory and yeah. remember some stuff. Hey, guys, appreciate it. Uh, once again, what, 250 today, right? For uh, for the Caprock Academy Eagles and Durango today, 350 tomorrow against Glenwood. Both those games over at River City Sportplex. Learn more about River City Sportplex at rivercitysportplex.com. Jackson and Lyle, appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up next, Cortland Nelson, who uh, played football at Montrose High School, signing to play at Carroll College. We'll uh, talk with him about his decision to uh, sign with Carroll College. That's coming up next on The Jim Davis Show. Touchdown every morning. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Montrose High School sports on the Jim Davis Show. And with us right now, Corwin Nelson from the Montrose Red Ox football team. Brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Corlin Nelson with us. Good morning, Corlin. Appreciate the time this morning. Yeah, good morning. I know that you signed on Wednesday uh, with your uh, Red Hawks teammates, Blake Griffin, who's going to the Merchant Marines, and, and also uh, Jackson Killen that's going to Puget Sound. You're going to go to Carroll College in Montana. And uh, tell us a little bit about the decision of what led you to, to go play at Carroll College and, and sign to play with them. Um, it was actually a funny story how I, um, how I got to find them out. I just reached out to the coach and... Uh, he got back to me, and he had me out for a visit. And, um, you know, they have such a good history of winning, too. They have six NAI national championships, over 45 league wins. Um, so they're just, they're just a program of winning, and I'm glad I'm uh, going to be able to be a part of that, just like uh, here at Montrose. And, um, yeah, it was just I just went out, they offered me, and now I'm going to Montana this year, so I'm looking forward to it. What about the program in particular spoke to you? Uh, that you, you felt like, hey, Carroll College, it's, it's Division Three. It's, it's, a, it's a good fit for me. It's a good fit academically. What are some of the things, Cortland, that, that, made, that really sold you on Carroll College and maybe some of the other schools that you did consider leading up to ultimately deciding to sign with Carroll? 
Um, they, uh, I had a, I had a really good connection with the coaches out there, and um, they they hold players um, accountable on and off the field. I think their team GPA was a three point two um, on the team, which is which is so which is awesome um, academically, and um, you know just being able to is you know it's bigger than football, so you know um, it's really going to help me later on, um, and just the just the atmosphere, um, I just felt at home, and um, I was just. I just um, yeah, I just connected with the players as well, and um, it just felt it just felt like um, mantras. It felt like I was at home, so that that was the the big decision. Yeah, that uh, that feeling of, of of camaraderie of family, which has always been part of Montrose football. That so you you felt that from Carroll College. That's a that's a cool thing, and certainly would have to be an attractive uh, part of going to play for them. Where do they see you in terms of? Of which side of the ball? What what do they see you doing at Carroll College? Um, yeah, so originally the the offensive lineman coach um, was recruiting me with you know I was able to pull and stuff you know about wing T and Montrose, but then the the D lineman coach ended up um, swooping me up, and um, so I'll be playing D line uh, for Carroll. You know, and maybe undersized a little bit, but um, you know defensive linemen come in all shapes and sizes, and I'm just glad that they're gonna you know give me a chance and. Uh, I'm going to be able to prove myself out there. So, We're talking with Cortland Nelson from the Montrose Red Ox football team. He signed uh, on Wednesday to play at Carroll College in Montana. You mentioned maybe being a little bit undersized. Imagine they'd like you to get a little bit bigger. What are the, some of the things they're asking you uh, from Carroll College, Cortland, to, to kind of start working on? Obviously, getting in the weight room and those kind of things are, are standard, but maybe some things that they would like you to work on technique-wise before you, uh, you arrive up in Montana. Yeah, um, I've been in contact with the D-line coach a lot, and he's been, you know, sending the playbook, and he was sending me workouts that they start doing, uh, you know, when the recruits already get up there. So I feel like I'm already ahead of the game. And, you know, like I said, they'll probably have me, you know, by next year up 20 pounds and what I am now. But, you know, just staying quick um, is what they told me. And like I said, just being in the weight room, being flexible, and, you know, just um, bring the violence to other people and, you know, just, just be me, who I am as a player. So, let's go back to Wednesday when you signed uh, with Blake also signing and Jackson Killen as well. That that had to be really bittersweet for the three of you, where it's it's the next chapter of your lives. You're going on to play college football and going on with the rest of your lives, but uh, it's also the the end of a, of a of a great time together as teammates and friends, and all the success you've had at uh, Montrose High School. Yeah, I couldn't be more um, more proud of them and. Like I said, you know, signing away to different team, it's, you know, like I said, we're, we're all family down there. So, you know, it hit me the day after. I was like, you know, I'm never going to be able to play with the team I had last year, like ever again. Um, so, you know, just like I said, it's, you know, our next chapter of our lives, our next chapter of football, you know, very possibly, you know, possibly could be the last chapter of football. So, like I said, I think, I think each of us are going to take it and, you know, adjust to our new programs. And like I said, just, um, just adjust to a new family and but i couldn't be more proud of them and they're going to do great things and um i'm looking forward to you know keeping up on their careers you know same with mine but it's like i said it's bittersweet it's bittersweet for sure montrose uh red ox uh, lineman uh, Cortland nelson with us today on the, on the jim davis show on the team sports network uh, brett mertens uh has i'm sure it had a tremendous impact on you as a person not just as a football player maybe a couple things where coach mertens has really uh, Corlin impacted your life and maybe some, some sage advice from the head coach. 
Oh, yeah. Um, all the coaches really have impacted my life and made me who, who I am today. Um, but, you know, Merton's moved me. I, you know, I was running back my freshman, sophomore year, and he ended up moving me to the line. And um, it was one of the best decisions, um, you know, that for me as a football player because, you know, I was able to take control of the, the O-line and D-line, you know, heading into my senior year and being the only returning lineman. But, like I said, all the coaches really uh, just big thanks to them. They, you know, it's bigger than football, and they've taught us how to be men on and off the field and, and what to work on and how to work hard and um, being dedicated. So it's just, like I said, it's the whole team. And, I like I said, thanks uh, to Coach Martins for – for making that decision for me and um you know like i said he's he's been a big impact and you know i'm going to be in contact with him going through um you know going through college and still getting advice from them and um, like i said this is just super helpful from all the coaches and just thanks to them Corlin nelson with us today on the jim davis show on the team sports network uh wrapping up here Corlin, with maybe a favorite memory or two obviously a trip to the semifinals your your senior season uh well i wish it would have uh Turned out differently against Erie, but uh, still you got to the semifinals before he state football playoffs. That's a heck of an accomplishment. Maybe a, a memory or two of your career at uh, at Montrose that will always stick with you. <laughs> um, yeah, there's so many memories. But I think, to be honest, just like all the home games, like just the energy that's you know, being brought there, it, like I said, it just feels like being at a small college. Um, so like I said, just, just the energy and, you know, everyone's hyped up, you know, locker room. And I think my favorite memory is just got to be playing at home, every home game. It's just the energy there. It's just so much fun. And I'm definitely going to miss that for sure. Hey, Corlin, we wish you nothing but the best at Carroll College. And of course, the rest of, of, uh, your, your high school year as well as you get ready to graduate coming up in May. Appreciate the time. And, uh, uh once again, best of luck at Carroll College. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. Likewise, Cortland Nelson of the Montrose Redhawks football team. So they have the three players who uh, signed their letters of intent this past Wednesday. All right, uh, Jim, along with the Buckeye boy, we're going to uh, wrap up here in just a moment. Uh, going to get out of here a little bit early today with uh, President's Day weekend. Keep in mind, we will not be here on Monday. Back with you on Tuesday. And uh, away we go. A lot of coverage next week with the uh, state basketball tournament getting underway and uh, Colorado Mesa baseball and, and basketball still going on as well. So it'll be a busy week uh, next week, but we will be off Monday for President's Day. We're still looking for a correct answer for where in the world is Tyler Franson. Uh, we are looking for the name of a college basketball arena that Darth Vader would hate because it sounds a lot like a bunch of uh, youthful Jedi. And also, it's uh, also named after a celestial body like the Death Star. But it's not a named star, per se. We've had some guesses for the Pitt, T-Mobile Arena, and the Astrodome. The Astrodome is closest to the hole, but it is not correct. We're still looking for the correct answer. Also, the corporate sponsorship is a beer now. Okay, so those are your clues. That's to win a case of fat tire from New Belgium Brewery and High Country Beverage. So we have that for you. But also, before we leave today, we have Wrigley Field Colorado Sports Trivia. Mm -hmm. On a $15 gift card or gift certificate for Wrigley Field, Grand Junction's original sports bar just east of Sam Saplazio Field. So here's the question. What year did the CU men win the Pac-12 men's basketball tournament? 
And who do they beat to win the title? Ooh. Intrigue. Once again, that's our Wrigley Field Coverless Sports trivia question. Mm-hmm. What year did the CU men win the Pac-12 basketball tournament? And who do they beat to win the title? Need both. The year and who they beat. Don't have to have the score necessarily, just who they beat. So uh, first correct answer. Once again, if you've won the last two weeks, don't play. Our Wrigley Field Coverless Sports trivia question. What year did the CU men win the Pac-12 basketball tournament? And who do they beat to win the title? Need the year, need the team that they defeated. But you can play both contests today. If you send in guesses, you can win one of the two. Exactly. So take your best shot. Mm-hmm. You might win one of the, the, the two prizes today with War in the World is Tyler Franzen or Wrigley Field Cutter Sports Trivia. Send your answer in right now to 970-242-1340. That's 970-242-1340. Once again, for the Wrigley Field, cover sports trivia question. What year did the CU men win the Pac-12 basketball tournament? And who did they beat to win the title? Need the year and need the team they defeated. All right, that's our show for today. We'll be leaving a little bit early today. Back with you on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. We'll have a Mav Day at 9 o'clock on Tuesday. Brought to you by Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House. So make sure you join us coming up on Tuesday. And then don't forget tonight, Maverick Basketball against Colorado School of Mines. Pre-game at 5.15, women tip it at 5.30 minutes, 7.30 tonight, right here on the Team CMU Sports Network. For the Buckeye Boy, I'm Jim.